What's up, nerds? We are your hosts. I am Jake. And I am Chad. Uh, this week, we're sponsored by Ray's Energy Drinks. We are also sponsored by Crybaby Craig's Hot Sauce. So this week, we are joined by a very special guest. Uh, he is the host of the Inside the Scene Indie Arcade Wave podcast, as well as one of the guys behind the Galactic Battleground arcade game. Uh, so we're super excited to have him here. Yeah. Uh, this week we're also going to talk about the Loki season finale, which is pretty exciting. Oh my I'm goodness, excited. it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, let's not waste any more time. Uh, let's go ahead and get into it. This is the All Things Nerd Podcast. Nerd. Welcome back, nerds, to the All Things Nerd podcast, your weekly dive into all things nerd. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, Jake, uh, how was your week? This week went by really like slow. <laughs> week. week. It was really slow. It was really slow. It was, uh, it was a very long, you know, five-day work week, but... Uh, it did kind yeah. of drag on. Yeah. Mm. How about you? Well, I mean, yeah, it kind of dragged on, and that's saying something, because I work weekends, so I had two days <laughs> off in the middle of the week, and it still seemed long. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it was good. I mean, yeah. it has been raining here since, I don't know, I moved. Oh, I'm so jealous. I love the rain. I'll take all of it, yeah. Well, it, what's fucked up is, uh, so, th- like, the area that I take my dog out to, um, you know, it's nice grass, you know, open area, uh, and there's a storm grate there. Uh, yesterday, still, there was standing water around the storm grate because it, like, was still trying to drain and couldn't. And I was hmm. like, this is soggy and nasty, and I don't like it. <laughs> uh, well, at least it's... Uh, <laughs> title? I could I could have. I could have. I didn't. Damn it. I definitely could have. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, well, fuck. I think... Um, yeah. Yeah, not a whole lot has been going on. I mean, uh, we do have our live stream coming up. Uh, later this week, we'll talk about it again at the end of the episode, but this Friday, the 23rd, we have another live episode coming on. And we're approaching, this is episode 24. So 25 is next week also, which is going to be super awesome. Super yeah. excited for it. And we have some cool giveaways. We also just ordered some new merch. Uh, we're not going to tell you what it is yet. We'll probably tell you on the live stream. Yeah. Um, so yeah, check that out also on uh, you know your favorite streaming things, the the Facebook, YouTube's, Twitch, Instagram. I think that's it. But yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, slow week, not a lot. So uh, you know, let's uh, get into the rest of the episode. But before we do that, Jake, what do we have to do? Uh, we got to introduce sponsor number one. Oh, who is sponsor number one, Jake? I thought you were doing sponsor. <laughs> I wrote it down as you doing it. Oh shit! I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I was like, hmm. In case uh... you guys haven't haven't heard about uh, one of our sponsors, it is Ray's Energy Drinks. They're pretty great, and uh, they in no way, shape, or form affect your memory. Clearly, uh, no. It's actually a fantastic energy drink with uh, zero calories, zero sugar, and there is no crash, which is incredible. So good. Uh, go ahead and listen up, and we'll tell you a little bit, little bit about it, and then we'll uh, we'll be back with uh, Joe from the Indie Arcade Wave. What's up, nerds? I wanted to take a minute and talk to you about Ray's Energy, an incredible energy drink that provides max energy with zero crash. Ray's Energy takes a giant leap of faith with instilling a high-quality formula to bring a powerful yet sustained energy energetic experience to help you push your workouts and focus to the next level perfect for anyone at any time empowered by their refresh formula technology raise energy delivers a performance enhancing energy drink that aids in multiple different categories that include targeted focus better recovery time improved clean energy levels and a boost in stamina and hydration but most importantly Every can of Ray's Energy has absolutely zero calories, 
zero sugar, and zero carbohydrates to give you a smarter and healthier option. So don't settle for an energy drink that contains more sugar and carbohydrates than you can count. Instead, head over to repsports.com. That's R-E-P-P-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com and use the promo code NERDPODCAST at checkout for 15% off your order. Or if you don't know what you want, go ahead and click the link that's in the description to get a $50 sample pack for free. All you do is you cover the cost of shipping. Again, make sure you use promo code NERDPODCAST at checkout to let them know that we sent you. Alright guys, welcome back. Uh, As you may have noticed, there's now another person joining us. Uh, Everyone, welcome Joe. He is the host of the Indie Arcade Wave podcast, as well as one of the dudes behind uh, the Galactic Battleground uh, arcade game. Uh, Dude, we're super stoked that you're here. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited to be on. I've been listening for a while, and I mean, Chad came to me at first asking questions about how to start a podcast, so it's always always fun to end up coming on. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so with that being said, I mean, Joe, uh, who the fuck are you? Like, who are you? <laughs> what do you do? Like, tell, tell the people that listen, you know, a little bit about yourself. Well, um, but, uh, hang on. Sorry. I didn't mean to do that because we did poor shots for this. Before we get into it, welcome to the podcast. Cheers. Cheers. All right. I did not mean to cut you off like that. I'm sorry. I got ahead of myself. But yeah, Joe, uh, tell the people who you are, what you're about, what you do, the essence. Definitely. Um weird being on the other side of this i always ask that question and i'm just like off the hook but now i have to like actually think about it um well i guess i can just cover kind of the span of what i've done just in a short short little kind of synopsis um started with a buddy and his stepdad making a video game called galactic battleground which we then put into an arcade cabinet uh went all over the country with that uh, a whole bunch of different conventions met a ton of people realized how cool the scene was and then went to the Killer Queen National Tournament. Um, for anybody that doesn't know what Killer Queen is, it's, I'm not going to say probably, I'm going to say definitely, the biggest indie arcade game. Um, pretty much any major city you go to, you'll probably find this massive 10-player arcade cabinet that is joust uh, updated and with multiple different ways to win. It's huge following, and the game is absolute blast if you ever get a chance to play it. Uh, but I was at their national tournament, and just saw how cool the community was and wanted to help out with that and kind of help everybody else grow because there were other developers in the space. And when shit hit the fan and everything closed down, um, I just figured, why not tell their stories? And that's kind of where Indie Arcade Wave came from. And we just talked to uh, developers in the arcade space, and that has since grown just into the indie scene in general. Just any kind of indie game that... I find interest in um i'm down to talk about right on man that's awesome Awesome. yeah that's badass what uh what's your favorite if 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 you had to choose just one like indie arcade game like what would be your favorite one well there's definitely gonna be the bias of the one that i worked on um (laughs) (laughs) excluding your own so let's let's take it back one more step classic arcade game like last galaga easy that's that's a no-brainer um that's exactly why i was so interested in the galactic battleground idea when dylan presented it to me at 3 30 in the morning after a concert um (laughs) was it's basically the game that i absolutely already loved but multiplayer so i could play against people and there were power-ups and a little bit more depth to the game um and that was like what got me right away like (laughs) i played one game on his MacBook and was like, okay, what, what do I do? Like, how can I get involved? Um, to pick awesome. out of this scene is such a difficult thing just because all the games have their pros and their cons. And it's different when you know the people behind the game, like, you know, the developer personally. Yeah. Um, I don't even think I could pick every game is they're all so much fun. Like they all mm-hmm. have their, their qualities. Like some are really fun single player. Some are like really, really fun four player or 10 player um 10 player but like i mean killer queen is 10 players it's five on each team holy shit 
Yeah, it's, I didn't it's know that. Too... I don't. I don't know a whole lot about this like, game. I was like, he literally just said that, like a couple minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's two two oh, big ass cabinets with five wow. players on each one, and mm-hmm. I I think the monitors are like forty nine inches, fifty. It's like in that fifty range nice. for one cabinet. So like, I mean, it's like the TV you would have in your living room, but two of them side by side. Fuck yeah, that's so rad. So, um, so I guess then. So we kind of touch base on, you know, the the throwback games that, you know, inspired you to get into this, but so since you've been doing, you know, your podcast and and meeting a bunch of developers, I know you already said, you know, it's really hard to pick a favorite, but do you have one that is either in development that you can talk about or one that is fairly new that just has you jacked that you're just like super stoked about? Um, yeah, I actually interviewed this team, uh, from Astro Crow Games. Um, well, there's Street Cleaner first. If, if anybody knows who Street Cleaner is, he's a synthwave artist. He made a game. Um, it's on Steam. They're going to, they released a Switch as well. And they just, they just finished a cabinet. Um, it looks awesome. I don't think they're planning on like doing a whole bunch of them. They kind of wanted to make one just to see it. Uh, but for games that are coming to arcades, I'm going to have to say Highlight Heroes. Um, for anybody that knows what Highlight is, um, it's not really something that we know of in the U.S. Um, but uh, it's basically you probably played it in gym class as a kid. Um, you've got that big spoon and you like throw the ball out of it. Um, that's a real sport, and the ball gets thrown at like 200 miles an hour, and people oh don't really wear helmets while they do it. It's kind of like a wall ball, racquetball style. Um, so they made an arcade game based around that and Karis, who did the art, it's absolutely beautiful, like awesome pixel art. She said it was like Miami Vice kind of vibe is what they were going nice. for. So it's like super bright colors. Um, I haven't played it yet, but I've seen gameplay of it and I've talked to them a lot about it. And I just like, I want to play it so bad. I want to get my hands on that cabinet, but they're down in Orlando and that's really far from Minneapolis. So <laughs> Clearly, uh, yeah. we got to We got to work something out there so that I can, to try yeah, for sure no that sounds uh, awesome so you're so, i'm thinking of like scoop ball where it's like the the plastic version of lacrosse yes i yes. was gonna say okay. i never played this game in school i don't know you never played yes. like like scoop ball where it was like the it looks like a, like a lacrosse yeah i don't it's know like, no it's like an played. ice cream scoop but it's like curved and yeah. you basically yeah. whip like a wiffle ball around never played it oh, but the wild. ball is more like a lacrosse ball in in the real game um, okay. i i mean you can look it up like wh- when everybody's done here if if you're listening or after listening just look up what highlight is like this game is insane um I, they're probably gonna have like injury videos to be honest just because nice. the ball's thrown <laughs> so fast um but yeah it's it's like the craziest thing that i've ever seen Dude, crazy that, that sounds wild uh yeah because i only know of like that game from like a wiffle ball perspective i never knew that it was a real sport and then also from there like turn that into a video game like why the hell not like that sounds rad that sounds super fun especially with like the the bright color like miami vice that you're talking about like that fits the type of game that you want to play at an arcade and it brings back a nostalgic feel right and it's a four-player game so you can play like with your friends there at the cabinet Oh yeah, that's so awesome. Um, so this is kind of not really a gaming question, but uh, Chad tells me that you're a. I I specifically was like, oh, I'm gonna ask him about that. Uh, Chad said you're a big beer guy. What's up? Uh, what's guy. your like? What's your like go to? Oof. Um, I'm the kind of guy that will just like go into Total Wine and just like pick the one that has like a cool picture on it from like okay. some local brewery. Um. If I had to like narrow them down, I love Surly. Obviously, if you're from Minnesota, you love Surly. Yeah. Um, but I think what I'm really, really liking right now is Bad Weather Brewing. Um, their know. ominous is mm. it's pretty dark, pretty heavy, but it has a ton of flavor. Um, that's definitely one of my favorites. Otherwise, like the Breckenridge Vanilla Porter is another super, super good one. Their Amber is really good too. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's tons that I, I could go into. Do you normally go for the darker beers? I do. 
I do yeah, like the okay. the darker beers. Not an IPA guy. Uh, yeah. Never never really liked them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like I like the porters. I like the stouts. Um, oh, yeah. Those are all good. Sweet. Porters are like question. porters are like my go-to beer. They're uh, so heavy though. Like in the summertime, I, I have a hard time with them because it's like it's rough. Or if I'm that's eating, right. That's where uh, I go more towards like an amber, like something yeah. that's a little bit lighter that you can drink during the summer. Because yeah, yeah, I mean, you I mean you can't really like drink a whole bunch of porters like you're gonna right. feel terrible <laughs> yeah yeah you're gonna feel like you ate three meals after you've had a couple beers they're so heavy but yeah i do like a good for porter. dessert i had three bowls of oatmeal <laughs> <laughs> but no uh a porter is my go-to for for beers at least in the the cold months and then when it's warm out i wimp out and go to either a a light beer or like a light light beer because it's easy to drink or like a seltzer i i'm basic if you will man basic. that would have been the perfect time for me to break out one of my freezies <laughs> <laughs> i oh, bought right. these like truly like freeze pops they're so good they're so good uh <laughs> yeah fuck uh so to kind of circle back to the, the podcast joe um I, I know that just just about every week, you know, you're interviewing some developer, someone working on a game, someone doing art uh, for games <clears throat> across the board. To this date, what do you think has been the most rewarding and your favorite interview that you've done? Because you've worked with some mm. awesome dudes. Yeah, I've talked to a lot of developers, a lot of arcade owners, uh, just a lot of people in the space. I, it's so hard to pick one, but like one that is still really, really memorable for me um, has to be my interview with the Death by Audio Arcade guys. Um, they're out of New York, and uh, Mark, who is the owner of Wonderville, um, they kind of all started together. And so Wonderville just to give you guys kind of an overview before I talk about who they are and how they kind of came to be. Wonderville is an arcade that's in Brooklyn, New York, and they exclusively do indies. Like they only have indie games in there, whether they're from like the New York scene, the national scene, um, actually one international. Now that I think about it from uh, video Gamo Inc out of uh, Argentina, they've got a game in there called Dobotone, which is kind of like a pixelated Mario party kind of vibe. Um, with like a unique controller they like alt controls were, in were, there. were those the same people from i don't remember the sorry to cut you off i i remember like we were talking you had uh just or you had spoken with people from south america i can't remember if it was argentina was is it, it was it those is same it nave guys? it might have been nave. nave is their other game um they've made a couple games okay uh, but it, it probably was them actually kind of thinking back to when we spoke about that yeah it, it's probably right about that that time um but yeah so this this arcade um like i said they just they they have all these really unique games and to tie back to the death by audio arcade part it's uh just a crew of guys uh game developers people that teach uh classes at like new york universities about uh coding on unity or unreal or different uh languages um they all lived in this place called death by audio and it's kind of like a shared musician living space slash studio and they were all musicians lived together and then they were like hey let's let's build an arcade cabinet so they did it just kind of out of nowhere and then they dropped it into this location where there were like a whole bunch of punk shows and different kind of like rock shows like that and it went super well and they were like, okay, well, maybe we'll build another one. And they built a couple of them. And then they started having people send them games that were like, hey, this would be cool in a cabinet. And they were like, okay, we'll build that. And Mark said it got to the point where they, they had a whole bunch out on route. So they were like at different arcades. But then like if one of them came back, it had to go in the living room or it had to go in the walkway. And he pretty much couldn't walk out of his house at one point because they were blocking the front door. So he had to go out the back door. So him and his wife were just like, let's just get a spot. And they were able to throw them all in this arcade, and it's a it's a pretty big spot now out in Brooklyn. And just talking to those guys, the knowledge they have about developing indie games, who they've met, just like 
it, it was such a cool experience to talk to them. It was one of those interviews where I got out and I was like, I was just jacked. I was like, that was so much fun to like get to know these guys. And I still keep in touch with them. I talk to Mark all the time and he's sending me suggestions for people that I should interview in the future for games that were made. And they're just a really cool squad. Oh, yeah, that sounds awesome. And also like just the, the fact that like that space was built out of almost necessity. Like, Hey, we have all these cabinets and we don't have a place to put them. Let's just right. Yeah. Open a space. Like that's right. so cool. And so I've been like, let's start an arcade. And I don't mean to, like, talk down on people that do that because, like, who doesn't love going to an arcade? But, like, you're like, hey, I have all this stuff that's here. This is the next logical step. Yeah, it was, like, past projects that just they needed somewhere to go. So they they had to move it somewhere. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's pretty badass. Um, All right, so what got you into, like, the... Like, I guess, as we, we were talking about it earlier, um, what got you into, like, the nerd-like realm? Whether it be a video game or uh, a TV show or anime, comic books, and, like, what's your favorite out of... Definitely video games, I would think. Um, I mean, I can tie it to one moment, really. I played video games my whole life growing up. My dad gamed a lot. Um, my uncles and just family would play. Um and I think I really, really got into it probably like 64-ish, um, 64, PlayStation 1, stuff like that, and obviously PS2, Xbox, and then like hardcore started playing on like 360, um, which people in our age range are probably going to say the same thing, like 360 yeah. is one of the best consoles if, if you played Xbox, um, just because of like the game library and Xbox Live was like, that was the spot. Like it was such a cool place to be and all the games, like online games are so much fun. And looking back, what made me like the moment, there's like a specific moment where I was like, I want to work on a video game. Like, that's like one of the things that I want to do in my life. Like, it's on my bucket list. And that was E3. I don't even remember what year it was, but it was when Cliff Blazinski was talking about Gears of War 2. He was talking about like how much he's enjoyed making the game and what the game has meant to him and how much he put into the game. And at that moment, I was like, damn, this guy makes this sound like so much fun. And yeah. I was I was on, so I was like, <laughs> at some point in time, I'm gonna find a way to work on a game. I was I was and gonna ask you, so that answers that question. Never mind. It <laughs> it fell right in my lap. Um, but yeah, I mean, what got me into the nerd space is is definitely. I mean, it's probably the same stuff as a lot of people. My my dad was a big Star Wars fan, so starts there. Um, obviously, superhero movies. You can't you can't not love superhero movies. Um, Comics were always something I wanted to get into. I never really did. Um, I mean, Chad sent me that Punisher comic, which that was dope. I'm about that. Uh, he's probably one of my favorite uh, anti-villain. He's not yeah. really like a good guy or a bad guy. He's kind of both. Um, but yeah, I mean, comic books were cool. And then anime is something that I got into fairly recently i mean obviously you watch like Yu-Gi-Oh and pokemon and stuff as a kid but probably in like my mid-20s i was like i'm gonna check some of this other stuff out oh, yeah. and that's where i like i probably got into that stuff and i've watched a ton of anime at this point right on well what would be your your favorite anime i'm not a big anime dude just throwing it out there but like what is your what would you say would be like the the anime to get into if you're not oh to get into if you're not my answers are gonna be completely different um <laughs> well start there and then I'll, I'll start with the i'll start with the the animes to get into um yeah it kind of depends on like if you want to watch really long animes or like shorter ones um netflix has a ton of really good originals um not gonna lie like a got kill is super good um seven deadly sins is good uh, these are probably like all the cliche ones that everybody watches. Um, I don't. <laughs> well, obviously not you, Chad. But um, I just haven't gotten into have, it. But yeah, those. I mean, those are both a, really good. Have you watched any of Castlevania on Netflix? Yeah, I watched. I think the for what is it? They're on the fourth season now, right? I think four now. Yeah. I think I watched the first three, and Same. then I haven't watched the newest season. And I, it was so long ago. I have to like start over to remember yeah. what was happening. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like I said, the, the Netflix originals are good. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to just 
get into anime and you don't really know where to start, like that's a good place. And then you're obviously going to come across like One Piece, Dragon Ball Z, Naruto. Like that's the stuff that like you'll you'll end up you'll end up watching if you enjoy it. Um, as for favorite animes, um, I like weird stuff like for anime, like non-conventional stuff that like most people wouldn't like. Um, Devilman Crybaby is like one of the weirdest animes that I've watched, but I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really interesting way to tell the story. It's short. It's only like one season, so it's like 12 episodes maybe. Uh, but that one was that one was fucking weird. Like <laughs> That's the only way I can describe it is it was very weird. Um, oh, there's one that's like uh, Don't Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon or something. That was a Netflix one that I really liked. Um, Sword Art Online is super good too. Um, the prequels weren't nearly as good as the first one. Um, there's one I just watched recently, but I can't think of it. Oh, uh, Doro Hi Doro. That one was really good too. It's really strange. Again, like the main character is weird. It's wizards and people that are like living in the slums. It's weird to describe, but um, the story arc on that one was really cool, and the character development was was pretty sweet. But yeah, I mean. I've watched a whole bunch at this point. Like, like I said, it's, I've only been watching it for a couple of years, and it's just like once you jump down that rabbit hole, it's it's just like it's just like comic books and and superhero movies. Like, you can't just watch Iron Man. Like, you have to watch the whole Marvel universe. Like, yeah, you yeah. watch one, and then you're like, oh, I wonder what happened with this guy and how they're attached with the Avengers. And oh yeah, you just jump down that rabbit hole. So, what we, so speaking what, on that, then. Um, since you tied it back into, you know, comic books and superheroes, <laughs> who is your favorite superhero? Doesn't have to be someone that's oh. like encountered like the Marvel Cinematic Universe or the DC yeah. Universe, just end all be all. If you had to pick one superhero that you would want to be around forever, who would it be? <laughs> This is one that you you would have more knowledge on than I would because I know that there were a, a whole bunch of versions of this superhero, um, but I am kind of biased just because of like in high school I played Ultimate Frisbee and we were the Green Lanterns, so it's it's got to be Green Lantern, uh, just because like I know a good bit about him and like the the I don't even know what you would call it uh, in Brightest Day and Darkest Night. Like I yeah. can recite the whole thing. Oh yeah. Um, that was like one of our chants. So, I mean, it's definitely, he's definitely up there. Um, everybody hates on the movie with Ryan Reynolds. It wasn't good, but like, I still enjoyed it just because of where I was in my life at that time. Like I was playing for the lanterns when that happened. Um, but yeah, I would, I'd probably think he's, he's my favorite just cause like he's got the ring and it's all about willpower and like being good, at your core like in your heart yeah. and then like you can create anything like you can literally make anything with that ring like that's pretty dope yeah that's uh i actually i green lanterns i feel like is very underrated uh he's actually pretty badass in the comics and there's like way more versions of green lantern than you know other superheroes um and he, they were he's one he's one you can see yourself being like yeah it, it's plausible that you could be a lantern, like you could be in the lantern corps because there's they're from everywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. And they were one of the first comics back in like, oh, I don't even know when that shit came out, but they were one of the first like comic book series to introduce a gay character. As that's uh, interesting. Yeah. Um. What about you, Chad? Who's your favorite? Um. Well, I mean. It's gonna sound super cliche, but uh, my my go-to favorite superhero character of all time is Spider-Man. I I absolutely love Spider-Man. The not just the with great power comes great responsibility, but also like he's out there like busting his ass to like save people that he cares about, people he doesn't know does everything that he can to like balance work life being a hero and then he opens his fridge and it's like it's there's a couple of packets of ketchup and like <laughs> six day old leftover pizza. pizza yeah like he's just so what you're saying is i'm spider-man oh <laughs> yeah i guess 
you know, but it depends on, you know, do you have great power and responsibility? No, I just meant the ketchup packets and leftover pizza. <laughs> uh, that's also fair. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I had another question for you, but you kind of answered it already. Um, I was going to ask you what the your intro level, like, nerd thing that got you, that you would suggest, but you kind of already... Um, answered that question a little bit with the anime stuff and where to where to find it so unless chad has anything else to add then i think we could probably jump into like our second sponsor and move on yeah what do you think yeah um i don't know is there well first off i mean we'll have you say it again at the end of the episode but you know before we we move on where can people find you joe because you're gonna hang out with us for the next part right yeah 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 cool yeah cool uh, <laughs> where can people find you online? Uh, it's pretty much Indie Arcade Wave everywhere. Uh, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, did I say Facebook? Instagram, Twitter. It's it's Indie Arcade Wave anywhere. So if you search Indie Arcade Wave and you don't find it on there, then I'm not on there. Okay. Right on. All Good right. answer. Perfect. Uh, that being said, we'll jump into sponsor two, uh, Crybaby Craig's Hot Sauce. It's a pickled habanero garlic hot sauce that goes on practically anything. Uh, listen up. Hey, you nerds. Do you love spice? Supporting small businesses? What about enhancing the flavor of your favorite foods? If you said yes to any of those, our good friends over at Crybaby Craig's have the perfect solution for you. Crybaby Craig's is a pickled habanero and garlic hot sauce that goes perfectly with your favorite foods, adding the perfect amount of spice and enhancing the flavor of everything it touches. Started in Minneapolis by Craig back in 2012, Crybaby Craig's has become a Minneapolis and Minnesota staple in the sauce world. So head over to crybabycraigs.com and order yours today. All right, guys. Uh... We are going to move away from the gaming world and start talking about uh, Loki, the season finale of Loki on Disney+. Plus. Um, what did you guys think? <laughs> I thought it was yeah. amazing. Yeah, it was uh, so What good. about you, Joe? I liked it. I was a little confused. Um, I mean, I've, I've seen all the Marvel movies. Uh, started watching uh, the Black Widow one the other day and fell asleep because I just eaten a ton of food, but... Um, I did, I did like it food. Yeah. Um, I did really enjoy this last episode, but I was a bit confused at a a few parts, primarily in the end. Okay. Okay. Before we answer any questions or anything like that, uh, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about this entire episode. If you haven't seen it, um, you know, shut it off, come back later after you watched it. Um, but what were you confused about Joe? Um, I don't know, just who the one that remains is. Um, I'm sure you guys have a good idea as to who that is. Um, I feel like I have a decent idea too. I don't really know anything about his story though. Um, so he'll be a new character for me. Um, but yeah, I was just, and then at the end, like nobody remembers anything. So like (laughs) what, what happened there? Okay. So, uh, the guy his name is Jonathan Majors in real life. Uh, he is confirmed to play Kang the Conqueror as the main so villain that. in uh, Ant-Man 3. Um, so that was a version of Kang the Conqueror, but that was like the nicest version of Kang the Conqueror. So he is not, he, even though he does, he did bad shit because he killed like a ton of people to do what he's doing. Uh that's his, as he says in the show, is like, I've lived this timeline over and over again, and this is the best way to do it. Uh, yeah, He's trying and to if, be a good guy. And if you think I'm evil, wait yeah. till you meet the variants of me. You're yeah. like, this dude's fucking evil. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a nightmare. But. Yeah. Um, he even says that the, well, even Loki says at the end of the episode, when he's talking to Mobius before he realizes that Mobius doesn't know who he is, he's like, this guy, he's terrifying and he knows everything. (laughs) And like, that's the pussycat version of King. 
you know? Yeah. And if Loki's scared of him, that's bad. <laughs> yeah. Even though in this show, He Who Remains, yeah, they kind of put a new spin on that character because mm-hmm. in the comics, it's basically the, the one TVA agent yeah. that survived all of time and then used the sacred timeline to recreate the TVA in some really nonsensical time loop. Yeah. Uh, But in this case, he who remains is just a variant of Kang the Conqueror, who is a little less, I say less genocidal and less dictatorial. Uh, But he's still totally okay with being a dictator and, uh, you know, killing everybody. Yeah. Uh, so he's still very much genocidal and a dictator. Yeah. Um, I love that he says that too. He's like, "Hey, we're all villains here." Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought that was a that was a really solid line, just because like yeah. it does kind of sum up who they all are. They're like, I mean, it's kind of the same way I was talking about the Punisher. Like, he's not a good guy, but he's not a bad guy. Like, yeah, yeah. It's kind of just like keeping order, mm-hmm. like according to what he thinks is right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's what we've talked about this before. Is like. That's in my personal opinion. I think that a good villain thinks they're the good guy. In like yeah, most right. situations, yeah, yeah. It so. it it also drives a, a relatable uh, aspect to a villain when you can be like, "You're kind of terrible," it. but like, I get it. I get You're it. relatable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but what was really cool uh, is like this variant of Kang. You know, as we're going through the episode, he straight up says, I've been called many things. And he's like, a conqueror. And he, like, says it all, like, boastfully. Yep. It's like, because it's Kang the Conqueror is, like, his mm. comic name. Yeah. Um, even though he's, this is just, like, a variant of him. But, yeah. yeah. Um, which was super cool. What What did you think uh, when Sylvian locally, Loki... Finally, Local, uh, locally, locally, when they finally shared a kiss. I mean, I saw you, it coming. It's got to happen. Yeah. But I mean, but like, you didn't think it was weird that, like, I mean, they are each other. That, I, that is so. Loki. So I have to ask, like, because they're the same person, right? Like, is that incest or is that masturbation? Masturbation, hands down. Eh. Yeah, I probably lean that side. Oh, I mean. <laughs> It's a different person. It's still a different person. It's just a different right? timeline. Like, so it's the, still a different entity. But like they're the same person. So it like they share DNA. So like would that not Ooh. be more? But clearly incest? not that much. If one's a female, like yeah, that's a good. So point. like fifty percent. Can you masturbate well, with sure only fifty percent of yourself? At least the X chromosome. <laughs> I don't, you know. I'm so sorry, mom. Uh, <laughs> so like, what would their kids be like then? They'd probably have I like know. I don't think that ha- half the fingers, <laughs> half the teeth, and maybe like an antler and a tail. Okay. And, and just in the birthing room, you just hear "Sweet Home Alabama." <laughs> no, no. Okay. What is it? Uh, Roll Tide. Is it Harold and Kumar too, where the like deformed kid is oh, in the basement? Yeah. <laughs> is that Guantanamo? Yes. Yeah, yeah. The second one, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like they petting have, his like, face. The Goonies, baby. <laughs> <laughs> they just have fucking sloth as a child. Uh, sloth damn. love chunk. <laughs> uh, I thought there was a couple of cool things that happened. Uh, one of the big ones for me was Mobius uh, and Ravana's uh, interaction, and he basically tells her, "Now that we know your secret," and he holds up the pen. Which I said like two or three episodes ago. I was like, I feel like that pen means something. And then they show that A15 is B15, bro. Is it yeah. what? B15. B15? Oh, yeah. whatever. B15 yeah, was uh, Just do better. back at. You stop sucking. Title is <laughs> sex tape. Uh, yeah, a really boring sex tape. <laughs> but he, uh, she's back there, and you get to see that Ravana, her. Um, um, version of herself before she was the judge or whatever you want to call yeah, her. Yeah, her sacred timeline version of herself is she's a principal at like yeah. a high school. Mm-hmm. But what I thought was cool where um I don't know if you guys noticed this was 
it's a high school in Ohio, which Ohio. I mean, I can speak from experience. Um, but yes. no, um, <laughs> but so the high school's mascot is the Tigers, and there's a thing. Uh, there's like a poster on the wall for like the homecoming for the Tigers, but uh, Midtown Science in New York, which is where Peter Parker, aka Spider Man, goes to high school, is the Midtown Science Tigers. And the first uh, reboot of Spider-Man and the MCU was for Homecoming. I just thought it was a fun nod. I don't yeah. think it... It doesn't mean anything. No, they and just if like it does, that like, that's a yeah. wild stretch. Like, it should not mean anything. But I just thought it was kind of fun. Um, but then we get Jonathan Majors eating an apple as he's talking yeah. to, like, Sylvie and Loki. Which I thought was wild. Adam and Eve reference. It was a golden apple, yeah. 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 You know, he's apple just sitting there like, or whatever it and is. like tempting mm-hmm. them. Like, who's, yeah. do you want this? Do you want this? You, you guys take over. Yeah. And then, of course, in the end of that, Sylvie uh, casts Loki out. Which was kind of also... Yeah, and it also kind of ties back to like episode one. Eden, if we're going biblical. Yeah, yeah, it's a good story. Um, Yeah, it's cool. But like in episode, (laughs) but like in episode one, you know, you also when Mobius is talking to uh, the child at like that church, and is like, "Who did it?" And they point at like the picture of the devil on the wall. I just thought it was a, a a neat little tie back because you know it's like, hey, like. The Adam and Eve, the temptation, gets cast out. She chooses to take the apple, metaphorically, and he gets uh, cast out for it. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, she fucking kills uh, Kang. Just cold, right in the chest. And the best part about it is, like, he knows, she's like, aren't you going to beg for your life? And he's like, I could, I could. And then she stabs him. He's been waiting for it. Yeah. And he just and he just winks at her and goes, "I'll see you soon." Because That's he because he knows that by her killing him, that like it's just gonna yeah. branch the multiverse. It's all gonna happen again. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. In some and variation, I, that's gonna happen. But also, like he knows because he was there for the multiverse war, and he originally defeated you know Kang the Conqueror or himself. By weaponizing Eliath to, yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It was a cool episode. I really enjoyed that episode. Um, but then, so then Loki's obviously cast out and he goes looking for Mobius. Uh, he finally finds him and he just starts telling Mobius, like, all the shit. We can't stop it. I met this guy. He's terrifying. He knows everything. And Mobius is just like, the who, fuck are you? who are you? <laughs> and that was one of the things that you said confuse you, right, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's a couple of hints in the, you know in that scene where he's like running from the prison room that he was in, but as he's like running past the bookcases, which we have seen him walk past before in earlier episodes, but like across the aisle or across like the the building. There's like numbered the letters, yeah. yeah, and they were like sections different, yeah, yeah, They're different, yep. But at the end of the season finale, they were completely different, which kind of leads to think that when Sylvie cast him out, she didn't cast him back to their main timeline that they had just come from. She literally sent him to an alternate timeline of the TVA. And that also, had already branched or was branching. Well, yeah. And I also wonder if Kang did that on purpose because before he said that he knew everything oh. that was going to happen before it happened. And you see him when he, before he takes his temp pad off, he does something to it like this. And then he takes it off and sets it on the table. And then the first thing that she does is pick it up and push Loki through. And then that's oh. where Loki ends up. So I wonder if he set that up. You know what I mean? I did not notice that, but I bet that's what happened. And he even says something kind of devious, like, while he's doing it. And then he sets it on the table and, like, rests his, like, 
hand on his shoulder and like looks at them or whatever and then he like sets it there like to entice them to take it like one exactly of them yeah because he knew she was gonna take it i think yeah. he knew that after, was it was happen. like right after he said that she can't trust anyone yep yeah so i so wonder she had an exit plan so i think he set the temp pad to send loki to that different timeline or whatever oh man i yeah. did not catch that <laughs> oh the show is wild. There's probably so much shit that I missed. I need to watch it again, like, and just fucking, like, pay attention to every little thing. I sh- definitely should have done it before we started talking about this today. But <laughs> right. <laughs> there's probably way more in there that I didn't catch. I feel like there's something in when they first get there to the, and I'm just babbling now, sorry. But there's, like, the crushed should statue be. on the floor, but they show, like, a face on it. And I was like, hmm, I feel like there's something there. Well, there were there were four statues, but only three were standing. Yeah, exactly. I feel like there's something there. What, Chad? You were shaking no, your head. No, I, I missed that. <laughs> now I just oh. feel dumb. Like, <laughs> how did, <laughs> I did not catch that? Yeah, man. Um, what I thought was wild. This was before the episode aired. So, like, uh, Tara Strong, the actress that does the voice of Miss Minutes, like the. Mm-hmm all-powerful little clock, clock, clock cartoon. Yeah. Um, she, like, on her social media, like, posted, like, a promotional video, like, talking about the upcoming episode. And I was like, why Why are they having you do this? Because, like, you're not that big of a character. Like, you're just kind of, like, something. And then this episode, I was like, holy shit, she's, uh, she's definitely in. Yeah. She it. knows everything. Yeah. yeah. And she's evil, and she she's like, like, and she keeps stuff from other people because, like, when Ravana she when she left the, the He Who Remains, either. yeah, when she left uh, Kang's palace or He Who Remains' palace, and goes back to the TVA, she's like, oh, I had other stuff to do. I'm so sorry. It took me so long. Like, yeah, like she's completely fucking sentient and just kind of a piece of shit. Um, and she didn't give her the right files that she asked for. She was like, these are what you need. Yeah, like these are the ones that you you should look at. You'll need these in the future, but you like you don't need the ones you asked for. Yep, I love that. Which I think is setting up the the Kang and Ravana. Oh, for sure, love arc because in the comics yeah. they become lovers. Yeah, but as of now, she has no idea who it is. I thought we both thought that for a while that she did, and that she was working for him. Well, she said that she was going to find free will before she yeah. went through the portal, too, and he yeah. is free will. Yeah, so exactly. She, she, he's I, the only she one has with an free idea. will. Yeah. I think she has an idea, but I don't think she's ever actually like met him. She just kind of like blindly followed, you know? Yeah. Also, kind of a fun, just dumb fact. The, uh, oh God, the timekeepers, the, that was the person who did the voice for all of them was Jonathan Majors. Was it really? Yeah. That is a fun fact. Because he's the one who made them. So, just kidding. Makes sense. Hey, fuck you. (laughs) That is wild. I had no idea, though. Yeah. That's crazy. And then, obviously, end of the episode, uh, Loki's in the middle of talking to Mobius. Mobius doesn't realize who he is. And then, fucking Loki just goes fucking pale in the face and looks up at something. What was it? Uh, a statue of a more accurate Kang the Conqueror. Like, still everything, everything doesn't have the, the helmet, the doesn't have the face of the, the helmet. Yeah. But, like, the actual costume was, like, an etched in stone version of Kang the Conqueror. Which, Badass. Also terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be sweet. I'm excited. I imagine we won't get, uh, oh, again, uh, spoiler, they, do, they did announce at the end of it that their Loki will be back in season two, oh, uh, but they also it. didn't say anything until the season ended that Loki is confirmed to be in Dr. Strange multiverse of madness. So I imagine oh, yeah. season two won't be out until after that movie. I would assume so. We got a ways to wait, unfortunately, <laughs> but yeah, this has been my favorite TV show so far that the Marvel Disney plus shows have put out. Yeah. And, and Joe, I know that you, you mentioned, you know, that there were some things that confuse you. Did we, did we help unconfuse them? Yeah, I mean, them? that was, that was it. I mean, we got to kind of discuss it and it did 
kind of bring a few things to light. And there were things I missed. I mean, like you said, like I noticed all of like the the endings on all of the shelves, like they didn't look the same to me, but I, I hadn't watched the, the recent ones for like, like two weeks now. So I didn't like remember what that looked like in the beginning, but it, it was like so clearly laid out in front of you. Like they wanted you to focus on that. Like it was like in neon letters, like in front of these books. So clearly there was something there, but yeah, I just didn't know what the original ones were. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, it's going to be so good. There's so much little yeah. detail in there that, I don't pick up on all the time and bums me out when I read it somewhere else. I'm like, fuck, I should have known that. <laughs> right? Oh, it's wild. Um, so then also, Joe, I mean, like, now that we've kind of helped, you know, answer a couple of those questions, what what do you want to see happen? What do you think is going to happen? And uh, are you excited for season two? I'm definitely excited for season two. I mean, like Jake said, this is probably my favorite of the Marvel shows. I mean, I did really like WandaVision. Um, But that, I mean, that clearly kind of like came to a head. It doesn't, at least that I know it's not going anywhere from there. Um, But it was, it was a nice kind of backstory to fill in for them a little bit. Um, But yeah, I think, I think season two is going to be pretty cool. Um, just at the end after the sacred timeline like split off and you saw all the divergence it was just like so many things could happen and like being someone who hasn't read the comics like not knowing like literally anything could happen um obviously i want to see kang like he he seems like a pretty cool character if that's like the mild version of him like he's probably gonna be pretty wild pretty messed up in the head uh pretty genocidal stuff like that um and I mean, this this show did really like give me a new appreciation for Loki. He he was always a character I really liked in the series. Yeah. Um, I mean, with uh, me liking Punisher and stuff like that, I, I kind of like drew towards Loki. Everybody else was like so goody goody. Um, he was more of a a fun character to follow, and it was cool to see him and like Sylvie grow together. But I'm just curious as to like how that's gonna like is she gonna take over? Is that is that what's gonna happen? She's gonna like just let chaos run? Is she gonna try and do something? Um, are they going to like come back together and like kill Kang and she's finally going to trust somebody? Like what? I don't, anything can happen. I don't think season two is going to have anything to do with Kang. I think, uh, Dr. Strange and multiverse of madness is going to probably wrap that up in my personal opinion. I don't know. I also have a feeling Kang could be the big bad. I, th- I feel like he could be like, cause in the comics, he's a huge bad guy. He's not like a little bad guy. So he could be the new, thanos for the phase four i was gonna say like in terms of like thanos being like a big villain like where does he compare is he like comparable to like the size he's huge Uh, yeah uh in the comics uh kang is i would say worse yeah um thanos may have done more damage to like singular timelines but kang has a, a broader scale and well Thanos' thing was all about bringing balance to the force just kidding uh <laughs> balance he wanted balance see if like a, a planet was struggling to survive he would wipe out half the population so that the planet could survive as where king the conqueror just wants to conquer everything he doesn't give a fuck about who lives or dies he just wants to yeah. fucking fuck shit up yeah he's kind of like thanos with less even less of a moral compass just pretty th- dismal already. Yeah, Thanos yeah. did not have much of a moral <laughs> compass. He just was thought he, just he was doing it right. All. <laughs> and he, just he, saw, he just saw too much in certain areas and just wanted it to level yeah. out and be like self-sustaining. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, he's wild. So Kang, Kang is Kang's a big. He's a big bad. I would like to see him actually probably be like the main villain in Phase Four. Honestly. Well, I'm sure he's going to be the main villain, at least throughout Phase 4. I would like to, kind of like how Thanos kind of like was looming, you know, for multiple phases. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Build it up, yeah. I don't want to say I want to have like an Infinity War War straight to Endgame, but like I would like to see a villain defeat the MCU and kind of like linger as they try and like, get back not just like a hey this is 
we can't release a six-hour movie, so we're going to cut it in half. That could very well happen, too, because we got a lot of new characters being introduced right now. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? We also know that Kevin, Kevin Feige, Feige does. Likes That's about to, it. I was like, he likes to fuck with our heads, too, because... At least this at least this time sure he gave us the villain that we thought it was gonna be. Yeah. Kind, but like in a different of. version of the yeah. It was better than being like, hey, 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 look, there's Mephisto, there's Mephisto. Agatha all along. Why do you yeah. call him Mephisto? <laughs> M-E-P-H-I-S-T-O. It's, his name is Mephisto. You just have like a weird like kink or something where you just want to get fisted or what? No, bro. <laughs> M-E-P-H-I-S-T-O. Yeah, but it's Mephisto. The I-S-T creates the ist sound. Whatever. Depends you, on the language. Yeah, you call it... Fisting. Language of origin. <laughs> yeah, you call it fisting English? all you want. Because but... <laughs> it was uh, developed by uh, Stanley and Mike Ditka. Not Ditka. Steve Ditko. <laughs> I'm just gonna. Okay. Bye, Chad. Goodbye. Jesus. Um, <laughs> I think that's all we had about Loki, right? I think so. Unless yeah. Joe, was there any any closing thoughts? Any any other questions? Anything that like you think needs to be brought up? I think we covered everything I noticed. Um, you guys obviously have a little more knowledge on the, the subject than I do, and I, I think we recapped the episode pretty well. So I, that's all. That's really all I got. All righty. Well, then uh, let's uh, let's wrap this up, guys, and then we'll, we'll go ahead and uh, close out this episode. <clears throat> so before we do, we just have a few things we want to touch base with you guys about. Yeah, so uh, this is episode 24, so next week is our 25th episode, which we're super stoked about because we never thought that we would get this far, but you guys keep listening, which is awesome. Uh, So on the day that this airs, so on Wednesday, I think it's the 21st, uh, check out our social media pages. We're going to be posting, we're going to be doing a giveaway for our 25th episode so check that out find out a way how to to win some uh some awesome stuff and then from there we also have our next live stream episode this friday on the 23rd uh, i think we're gonna start it at like 6 30 central um central time we're gonna be doing some some giveaways some q a we also uh, got some new stuff that we got, some yeah, new merch. Some new merch, but we'll announce that on Friday, um, as well as our Patreon page. Uh, so you can go ahead and uh, find us there. It's just patreon.com slash allthingsnerdpodcast. Um, but also, most importantly, we want to thank Joe for being a part of this episode. I know we've been talking about this for weeks and I'm wow, glad yeah. that we finally got a, an opportunity to, to do this. It's been a lot of fun. I hope fun. everyone gets a chance to check you out. With that being said, Joe, how can people find you online? Again, like I said before, just uh, basically in the Arcade Wave Anywhere, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok are the main ones. Uh, I do have a Patreon launched as well if you guys want to support us there. Um, we've got new merch coming. We just got vinyls. we got stickers. There's a whole bunch of other stuff in the works as well. Um, and then, yeah, any of the any of the games. I mean, you can you can find them all on our stuff. Uh, Killer Queen, Switch and Shoot, Galactic Battleground. Uh, I'm gonna forget some. I'm gonna feel so bad. Uh, Armed and Gelatinous, uh, Death Ball, Cosmotrons, Black Emperor, and soon to be Highlight Heroes. Awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, so with that being said, guys, I mean, we love you so much. Thank you for for tuning in week after week. Uh, we could not thank you enough for being a part of this community. Um, and, yeah, we, we look forward to seeing you in the future. And, uh, Joe, why don't you go ahead and uh, close us out? This has been the All Things Nerd Podcast.